Coming up on the Outlaw Lawyers, we are going to dive into real estate-related listener questions. That's right. Coming up, listener questions again, real estate-related right here on the Outlaw Lawyer. Don't go anywhere. And now, Outlaw Lawyer. Welcome into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer are your hosts. They're the managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located for you, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now in Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Each and every week we talk legal topics, legalese. And if you've got a situation you're facing, you've got some questions you need answers to, you can always call Whitaker and Hamer. Here's the number, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information. Briefly what that call is about. And an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email the show questions at theoutlawlawyer.com and we'll answer those questions on a future program. Gentlemen, welcome in. It is listener question time, but I know we like to banter back and forth to open up. <laughs> yeah, for better or worse, it's hard to it's hard to get right into the law, like right to business right away. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm still easing in. I'm not in radio mode, man. I feel like you need to slap me in the face <laughs> to wake me up. I feel like it always takes us a good five minutes to round into shape, you know, and uh, it's real dark in here, too. And you turn our chair. So we're facing this brick wall. That's, that's, <laughs> it's, it's mood lighting. It's mood lighting. Yeah, I'm just staring at a brick wall and it's dark and it's hot outside. And I got these long pants on. I don't know why I dress nice. It was it is hot. I was up uh, this past week. I was up in western New York. Much cooler in Western New York than it is. I think I'm depressed now. <laughs> I think in the last 30 seconds, I've become depressed. Look well, I've, you know, this brick, I'm, I'm kind of like you guys. Wall. I've been traveling quite a bit, and we've been in the mountains the last two weekends, and the highs are in the low 80s. So it is a lot cooler. Ah, still got, still got the nice. humidity, but it, you just don't have the oppressive mid-90s heat index in the 110 area. I've yeah. not been traveling anywhere. In case anyone you went to the I've, beach. Uh, you were at the beach. It was a work trip. Yeah. It was a work trip. Yeah, you don't you don't think it'd make that much of a difference, you know, when it's you know, eighty one sounds hot, right? But eighty one is there's a lot to be said for eighty one versus what it's like ninety six today or something. It's the index, right? It's like the humidity. It's the feels no. like. Yeah, I mean, feels like is well above 100 degrees. And this weekend, or I should say, you know, the last couple of weeks, it has just been brutal. Uh, looking for some kind of, I, I think they, I want to say July uh, is going to go on record as one of the hottest months in the history of the planet. Yeah, they say that, man, but they didn't know how to take temperature yeah. like a hundred they didn't even have thermometers back then it was just man. some dude like a hundred years ago it was just some guy who had like a thermometer in his yeah. pond or something they don't know that's Therm what i say thermometer george <laughs> that guy they, they could say it's been not it's it's the hottest month since 1880 or whatever the date is that like they say we had real i bet they had some hot ones back in the uh, 1600s man i don't know why yeah but all time seems like it was hotter then i don't know Maybe that's the attorney in me. I just don't trust that when they say that. No offense to you personally, Morgan. Oh no, none, none taken, none taken. Just a lot Morgan, of we don't trust a you. A lot of scientists out there that are that are that are chiming in on it. But you know, I get you. I hear you. <laughs> this is the kind of temperature where I just have to be like in a lake, like all day long, just in a lake. You don't get out of the lake until it like the sun goes down. Yeah, so, so uh, sunscreen, baby, sunscreen. We did tubing on the new recently and uh we got a lot i mean we got a lot of sunscreen on but we missed a few spots not good not good man 
you talk about temperature, right? And how it's not good out there. And uh, I've been, I've been on this health journey. That's right. Yeah. Have you, have you, Josh? No, I'm anti-health. Yeah, well, update us. I wasn't going to say anything. Update us, update <laughs> but, uh, us, Joe. How's it going? So I've been doing all this dumb stuff, man, trying to get healthy. It's going pretty well. But uh, one of the things I've been doing, and I'm not a scientist, so I can't give you all the literature to back this up, but I've been doing these ice baths, right? And it's real good on a hot day, man, to do these ice baths. And it's kind of it's miserable for a little while, but then you get out and you feel real good. Anyways. What, are you doing it in the morning? Been doing it in the afternoon in the heat, heat of the day. Been doing some some exercise and then following it up with a good old ice bath now but so you, the like, ice bath are you submerging i'm submerging man you're supposed to get into like where you're like neck deep so it can hit your pituitary gland but uh i'm not deep enough on my health journey where i'm not skinny not like i'm too fat to get all the way down that low but um was it just like a plastic tub what are you in and I tell you, it's like a tub. Yeah, man. You know what I've been doing? We got that ice machine at the office we bought. And I've yeah. been, it's been sitting there. We don't, you don't need ice to practice law. So I've just been taking it and I've been bathing in it. Doing ice baths. Multi-purpose. It's pretty good, man. You should come on and get in. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Our- it does a lot for you. It's supposedly, I can't tell you everything. It's like, but it's good. <laughs> dopamine. It gives you dopamine. That's a thing. Did, and, uh, did Joe Rogan tell you to do this? Nah, this is. This is scientist. This is the same scientist who told us it's the hottest, <laughs> the hottest year in history. Now, now, but see, I trust him on this one. Yeah, you see that a lot on the on the TikTok and the reels and everything else. You see a lot of guys doing this. They're always in shape too. The guys that do it. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Yeah. They ain't a bunch of fat guys. If like it's me a big fat it. guy like me, like you need to do this. I'm not going to listen. But these, I think it would be more realistic. If we had a bunch of fat guys doing it. I mean, all the skinny guys, like, why are you doing it? You look great. Yeah, they aren't even real, man. That's computer gen. That's AI generated. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been playing around with that this weekend. If you get on social media, I, I did a I found a AI generator that you upload a picture. That's not a scam. You upload a picture and you tell it to do something, it'll do it. So we did me and Joe as Wild West outlaws in cartoon form. And uh, I got mixed reviews on how how much they look or don't look like us. I think it was fantastic, man. And I'm I'm smoking something weird in the in the picture. I think it's just a cigarette. Yeah, it's an old. It's an old. Cigarette. Yeah, you rolled it yourself. Well, while you were sitting on your computer doing nothing, I was in the ice bath, man, suffering for the good of my mental and physical well being. So you, how long have you been doing that? Uh I think I'm going on two and a half, three weeks of it. You know, you're supposed to get 11 minutes cumulative throughout the week. So I've been trying to do like three minutes at a time every few days. Are you doing it at night? Or doing it at night. You, I think technically, I don't know that it really matters. I think you do it in the morning. You get, you get like woken up better. Like there's, there's benefits to doing it in the morning that'll like wake you up and give you a jolt. I've just been doing it when I can uh-huh. do it. So it affects your sleep. Nah, nah. I've been sleeping pretty good, man. I've been on that magnesium as well. If oh, you yeah, want another yeah. health tip, everybody get on that magnesium. I mean, you got young kids. That'll put you to sleep. I mean, they'll wear you out. Yeah, I'll put them to sleep. No, they, uh, it does, man. It takes a toll on you. And then it's hot. We talked about that. And you put those kids outside with you in the heat. And it's just a, it's a lot. My kids are good kids, though. Oh, yeah. My kids are good kids, too. But they've been out of school for a while now. And they're turning into, too like, long. shiftless hobos. Yeah. And they're going to go back. And it's going to be a night. Well, yours go, when do yours go back? They do the. Uh, they're, like, more of that traditional calendar. It's, like, mid-August. So they, they don't track back. out. They just go. Okay. Yeah, they're year. My, my yeah. too, man. My too. Yeah. So Not yeah. one of those fancy track out schools. No, the track outs always confused me. We were on that for a little while. It sounds good. Honestly, though, it sounds pretty sweet. If I was a kid. Like, it used to. I used to hear about it. I'm like, it's terrible. You don't get a summer. 
now it sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, but can't, can it happen where your kids are all in separate different schedules? Like they're not at the same. I don't know how that you works just give, anymore. Give a couple of them away, man. Get you a couple more that have <laughs> like the load. schedules. Yeah, you got to like the load. Well, I tell you what, Joe, this has been a heavy week for me. I have been in a lot of uh, consultations, right? I've been in a lot of consultations that and that with our listener questions, folks call in, folks email us questions, and we kind of pick the ones that would make for the most interesting conversation, maybe that would hit, be useful to the most people. Uh, it's kind of why we do this. And uh, I got a lot of real estate questions, a lot of trust questions. Uh, we, we always touch on different things. Uh, we try not to be repetitive. So if we've talked about it on the show before, we try not to really cover it again. But I have, I have a handful of what I would call real estate listener questions to tackle. And I know you've got a couple, one of them, a, a trust question. We get a lot of trust questions because I think your average, before I went to law school, I didn't really know what a trust was. Trust was just a fuzzy concept, something rich people maybe did. I had no actual conception of what it was. And then of course you go through law school, it gets a little less fuzzy. You get 20 years into practice. It's not fuzzy anymore. It's really sharp. Yeah. A lot of those trust questions are disguised because people don't even know that they're asking a trust question, but that's just the that's the answer, right? Like they ask you a question, you're like, oh, you need to trust. Yeah. So today we got to, we're going to talk about trusts. We're going to talk about rental property. We're going to talk about uh, LLCs. We're going to talk about liability. We're going to talk about, God, you're getting me going. Man. <laughs> I know everybody's getting you're really, getting, you're getting my blood going. <laughs> you're in your car. You're, you're at home. You're getting really pumped up about these, uh, I'm hyperventilating. these weighty legal topics. Uh, but Morgan, that's going to be the show today. Listener questions, which are hopefully relevant and useful to the folks who have taken their good time to listen to us. Sounds All like right. a 10 out of 10 episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Outlaw Lawyers, again, we're going to dive into real estate related listener questions that have come in. Uh, that is coming up on the program. So again, uh, we'll have some fun with you and we'll also talk a whole bunch of real estate law that is coming up. If you've got your own legal situation outside of real estate or real estate related, you can always call the firm 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email the show. We'll use those questions on an upcoming broadcast. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Again, that's questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. For Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, they're the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They will be back on the other side. This is The Outlaw Lawyer. into the Outlaw Lawyers. Your hosts are Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, the managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now in Moorhead City. They're practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We get into legalese. We talk the topics. You've got questions about maybe a situation you're going through and you need some answers. You can always call Whitaker and Hamer. The number 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information briefly what that call is about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch you can also email your questions to the show and that's questions at the questions at the and we're back and again real estate questions listener questions and I'm, I'm excited about this we're gonna go trust first right Josh yeah I think we're gonna I think we're gonna start uh, we're gonna start there 
you know, we're down here where we're, we, we mix up where we're recording from. You know, sometimes we're with Morgan and we're over in the studio mm-hmm. in Apex. Sometimes we're in Garner, our Garner office. Sometimes we're in our Clayton office. Today we're, we're at Shady's on Main Street in Garner. So we're, uh, we're would you say it's on location or that would be on location? Yeah, you're 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 on location. We have to yes. move you around because of the fandom. They follow you it's around. It's crazy, man. It's like the <laughs> I Beatles. I mean, all these legal fans. I mean, they're screaming for you know they. It, it, it's a tough gig, but you guys have handled it very very well. It's really hard to handle the level of fame we've achieved. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it's a burden that we carry, and I get real tired. You do it for the peeps, though. You do it for the listeners. Yeah, we do it. We do it. Yeah, we do it. We do it for them. So when I was growing up. I did not grow up uh, in a family that had a trust. I thought that was going to be the end. <laughs> Were you in the jungle? Like, I don't no, understand. No, I did not grow up in the kind of family where we had uh, things in a trust or we had a family trust or there was a trust fund. Uh, that was, you know, I only heard about that on TV. And so growing up, I had a very far-fetched concept of what a trust is. Of course, didn't know what it would be used for. Um but it can be used for now as an attorney with experience, trust can be used for a lot of different things. That is correct, Josh. Um, also didn't know what a trust was. And, I, and I'll tell you, I didn't even watch shows that referred to trust. That's how much, <laughs> that's how much more privilege you had than me, brother. Not that it's a competition. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and, and like we talked about earlier, a lot of times we'll get a question to which the answer is like, yeah, you need to trust. And, and folks won't even realize that that's the, the way they need to go. And so without really diving too deep into the question, I guess we'll, we kind of can kind of give it in generalities because we get a version of this question a lot of the times. But it's, it's essentially you'll have someone who's, who's looking to do an estate plan and they'll have whatever size estate that they've got and they'll have a kid, right? And they, then let's give them four kids. Three of those kids are fantastic. They love them to death. They're really good kids. They do what they're supposed to do. They clean their rooms, whatever, what have you. And then they got the one kid. And the one kid is the one that they don't trust to take care of themselves. They don't want to leave them a bunch of money because they don't, they don't, you know, maybe they've got a drug problem. Maybe they've got some kind of mental health issues. Maybe they're just not capable of, of handling their own affairs. And, and even outside of those situations, you could just have a minor beneficiary. And um, the answer to, ha- to how do you deal with that situation is, is going to be, well, you need a trust. Yeah. And you can have, I see situations too, you know, um, where they don't trust a, uh, uh, they don't trust a son or daughter's spouse. Right. So they don't, they don't trust a son or daughter's spouse, or maybe you have a child with special needs and money and assets need to be handled in a way that doesn't interrupt with any other benefits that, that, child may may have coming to them and so there's all kinds of reasons why trust comes into play but a trust is so easy uh to create you just create it you say hey i want to trust you have an attorney or someone who knows what they're doing write it up for you so they know we know what it what it is and then bam the trust is in existence that's it that's our episode folks (laughs) thanks for coming and listening and then you fund it and then you operate the trust according to the instructions in the trust creation document right so in the and the piece of paper that creates a trust, and then you abide by that and the trust, they can get as complicated or uncomplicated as you want. But then they, it's kind of, I think about trust as like a living, breathing person. Like you've created this entity. It's kind of like creating an LLC or creating a corporation. You create this entity that's 
got written directions on how it's supposed to operate. There's a trustee as the person that operates the trust, carries out the wishes of the of the trust, and the trust just goes. Yeah, man, good. And I like that living, breathing analogy, but with the with the caveat that you got you got this this thing, but it's being you've almost got like an operator, right? So almost think of it like, you remember Power Rangers? You watched a ton of Power Rangers and they had those machines and the Power Rangers would get inside and control it. That's, mm. a, that's a good one, right? I was there. a little, it's a good one. I was a little younger than you. I had Voltron. Okay, same concept. Yeah. Was Voltron, Voltron had people in it? Yeah. Running it? Yeah, Anyways, Vol- whatever analogy you use. Uh, like you said, it's, it is its own entity, but then you've got the, the trustee that, that's kind of driving the train. And with that said, you talked about how a trust can be complex. It can be simple. It can be ridiculously convoluted. It really depends. So you'll have some folks who want to give just unfettered discretion to the trustee. Tell the trustee, Hey, you've got this trust to manage, you know, do with the principal as you please. We've got beneficiaries and they get a lot of discretion and then you'll have some trusts that want to be way more restrictive. Right. And so in the scenario of, someone who's having a tough time struggling with addiction, struggling taking care of themselves, maybe they have special needs. The trust can give parameters like this is when you can make a dis- distribution. These are the these are the things you need to take into consideration and then you can either give as much as you want or you can give specific amounts. Again, that's the beauty of it. You get control and you can customize it to your liking. Um so we can get real crazy with them, real complex or we can keep it real simple. And there's, there's other reasons too, you know, there can be tax savings with trust. When I'm doing estate planning uh, consults or estate planning work, I always tell people, Hey, well, you know, trust don't die. You know, Josh Whitaker, I will die one day. And maybe, so, yeah, maybe trust don't die. Now they can dissolve, you know, you can have instructions for them to dissolve at certain times, certain events when a kid gets married or when a kid gets her four year degree from college or when a kid turns 40, you know, you can, there's all kinds of mechanisms. It's really up to, to you as the grantor, the settler of, of the trust, the trustor, I suppose. I like that word, man. You really think you're going to die? You look great. <laughs> I don't know that you do, man. They got a lot of advancements. I think they'll they'll come up with some kind of weird stem cell thing. You'll start drinking like a Capri Sun with stem cells in it, and you'll be good for another three, 400 years. I'm, I'm holding out for what are the, the nanorobots that repair? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could be here forever, man. No one knows. <laughs> the... Uh, Somebody was telling me for every, so everybody, so everybody born in 2023 will live one month longer than if you were born in 2022. What? So every year later you're born, you're going to live one month more than the people born the year before. you. Was that like a life expectancy thing or is that like, so, oh, okay. Well, good for them, man. That's science. Somebody told me that. Okay. A scientist. Yeah. (laughs) One of the the scientists I run into. Do some, some citations at the end of this episode to cite some of these studies. But and trust can own anything that you can own. Trust can own real property, right? They can take a deed. They can get a new deed property into a trust. They can be beneficiaries on your life insurance, your four hundred one k's, your pensions. You know, they can stand in your place and do anything you can do uh, yourself. That's very true, man. You know, another cool thing about trust is you can, if you structure your trust the right way, you can get uh, protection from creditors as well. That's right. You Which is cool. Spendthrift provisions you can you can uh, protect. And again, that goes back to protecting maybe the the child or the relative that you don't necessarily trust with money. It's got a bad history with money. Maybe has some liens, judgments, taxes they owe a spouse that's that way. I've had a lot of folks sit in my office and say, you know, I love this kid, 
but I do not love their spouse. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I don't want their spouse to get anything, you know, I want them to suffer. <laughs> I know, you know, a trust again, and, and a marital interest in North Carolina, that's a topic for a whole nother day. You know, once you get married, uh, you know, a spouse has a marital interest in a lot of things, a lot of things acquired during the marriage. Uh, but there's things you can do and nothing's foolproof, but there's things you can do to limit, uh, you know, what the, what the bad spouse in, in, in this situation can or can't touch. So if you're super vindictive and you hate your, uh, your kid's spouse, give us a call <laughs> and we can help you really stick it to them. <laughs> really make sure they don't, uh, realize any benefit from your estate. So, but it's all, it's all planning. You know, I'm helping somebody right now start to get everything into a trust, um, you know, if it's not already in an LLC, if it's not already in a corporation and, and those can go, you know, those interests can go into trust too. You know, your, your membership interest in an LLC stocks you hold, you know, there's really no limit, you know, it's just a matter. It's just a, it's just, is it a good idea? And that's kind of why you consult with an attorney. Sometimes we bring in your CPA uh, or your tax folks and, and make sure they're okay with it. But the, the whole point is, you know, avoid probate, accomplish these other goals that we've talked about. There's a lot of advantages to them. And they're just not for the super duper. It's not just for your yacht. You don't create yeah. trust just for your yachts, your fancy boats to be in. Yeah, for sure, man. You and you said it. Avoid probate, right? Like that's the ultimate goal. Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to have to go down to the courthouse any more than we have to go down to the courthouse. So let's let's avoid that probate. And hopefully, you guys all have yachts. Um, I like to imagine our listeners as they're all listening on their yachts. Yeah, they're all they're all <laughs> listening on their yachts for sure, man. All right. Well, up next, that's that's kind of what I want to talk to. That was the that was the trust question. Like, basically, what can a trust be used for? Um, I think we I think we answered that. And um, up next, I think we're going to spend some time talking about money. We're going to start talking talking about proceeds from the sale of real property. I think that's what we're going to talk about next, Morgan. All right. Proceeds from the sale of real property. That will be the next topic, the next listener question coming up on The Outlaw Lawyers. Your host, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm right here. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They have offices. And again, they are practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. We'll take a short break. We're back right after this. Welcome back into the Outlaw Lawyers. Your hosts are Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now in Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Just a reminder, both Josh and Joe, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. We get into all kinds of legal topics. Uh, we are focusing in on real estate this week. We have listener questions. So, Josh, take it away. You know, Joe, I was in, you know, Morgan always does a good job bringing us in, taking us out. And he's a great a, job. Yeah, fantastic, top notch. But we do, you know, I want to stress that we do cover a lot of North Carolina. Uh, we have offices in a lot of different places. I was going to tell you, I was in Raleigh. So I was in the Raleigh office today. I was in the Garner office yesterday. And the day before, I was in the Fuquay office. And tomorrow, I'm supposed to be in the Moorhead City office. You're a traveling man. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, man, that's impressive. Well, let's see. Let's see. That, now, that tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, of course, we tape in the middle of the week. It'll be closer to the weekend. So you're going to be near the coast on the weekend. Nice. With no family, man. The dream. Well, I got to come, come back the same day. So Josh I'm, Whitaker. I'm going down there and coming back the same day. But Morehead City is beautiful. 
Yeah, it's nice, man. You and it's right there. It Atlantic is a cool Beach spot. Is very nice. Yeah, cool. Spot. It's a cool little area, and we got a fantastic little office down there. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy being down there. The folks I met down there are great. You know, I'm not. Of course, I'm not originally from there. I'm originally from the the South Raleigh area here, but also uh, a beautiful place. Also, yeah. But uh, but yeah, we definitely. You know, it doesn't really matter where you're located for a lot of this stuff. You know, we can we can definitely be of service to you. Um, but anyway, I was doing a consult. I was doing a consult. I was doing a consult uh, in the Raleigh office uh, today, and um, one of the questions that came up as part of this consult was they had just sold their primary residence. And so I should tell you, me and Joe, we're not tax people. We're not CPAs. We're not allowed to give tax advice. We are licensed attorneys. The North Carolina Bar is very specific about that, and I wouldn't want to give you tax advice because that would. I can't tell you anything about taxes, but. I can tell you some general things that are just, you know, common knowledge. And one of those things is when you sell a principal residence, there's a certain amount of your proceeds. Uh, if you're married, you, each spouse gets a certain amount of your proceeds that are tax free. That's safe to say, right, Joseph? That's safe to say, brother. You said it. So, and what a beautiful thing it is, man. That's right. So if you sell a principal residence, the the way that the tax codes read is that, you know, your each spouse, about $250,000 of, of proceeds, 500,000 jointly, half a million jointly would be tax-free. You know, you just got to be a principal residence for tax purposes. You need to have resided there at least two out of the past five years, not used it for business purposes. There's all these things that go into it. But generally speaking, you sell a principal residence. No matter what you do with the money, that's your money. It's your money. And that's, a again, beautiful concept, man. Uh, what What better money is there? than the tax-free money, my brother. I don't know. And that's one of the values. They don't talk about that, you know, home ownership. They talk about, you know, you, you got the HVAC goes out, you got to fix it. You know, you got all these chores. Which that, aren't, aren't great, uh, you know, admittedly. Yeah. But that's one of the benefits is, right, real estate usually holds on to its value. It usually increases quicker than most other things that you can invest in. And at least your personal residence, you're not really looking at uh, much tax consequence. So it came up. Um, and then the next question that came up was why, okay, well, I also sold some investment property. And when I say investment property, I mean, it could be residential real estate that you rent out that you don't live in. It can be land. It can be commercial property, right? Where you have re you know, retail tenants or office space, you it's know. It's basically not your primary residence, right? Right. Any real property that's not your primary residence, I would call investment property. And that brings us to another thing that I didn't know about before I was an attorney, but 1031 tax exchanges, right? And so somebody was really concerned. They're like, hey, we're going to sell this investment property. We, we're going to, the good problem is we stand to make a lot of money. But what are, you know, what are we going to do with it? One thing is you can do a 1031 tax exchange. If you follow the rules under the code, you basically can take that money and put it into a like kind property tax free. Which is a, uh, also a beautiful concept. Because if you don't do that, you're selling any, any property other than a primary residence. You're going to be paying the government, man. Yeah, you're, you're going to be paying them a good amount of money. You're going to have some capital gains, and and so they're all. That's a real bummer. There's all these way. There's all these methods, uh, you know, to to manage that. And 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 our folks out there who have bought and sold property before, or you know, have to think about their tax consequences each year. Sure. You know, some people could sell something. Maybe they need to sell something, and they won't do it. Because it's already in the year where they're going to be taken getting crushed by yeah, tax liability. Getting crushed by tax liability. So they'll wait or they'll hang on. But there's always things you can do. You know, the 1031 tax exchange, 
Um, it's just a great part of the code. It's named after the part of the code it comes from 1031. Um, but you know, it, for, for the, our purposes today, it's just to let you know it exists. It's an option that you have if you don't want to take your proceeds and just go home. And, and I think some folks may get intimidated by it, right? Because it's, it's like this, you, you, you may think of it like as an archaic, very nuanced and difficult to understand piece of the legal uh, tax code that only the most sophisticated can take advantage of. And you probably think here and that it's super duper expensive and costly. It's really not. It's really not something that's going to cost you a ton of money. Um, without getting into the nuances of it too much, you basically, you're going to have an intermediary. So you're going to sell your, your, your property that you're using for the exchange. Those proceeds are going to go to an intermediary who's going to hold them and then transfer them for the new closing. Um, and they're going to charge you a fee, but it's not, you know, in my experience, that fee is really kind of negligible in terms of, you know, the benefit that you're going to get and the savings you're going to have. And of course you do have to turn around and spend it, like you said, on a like kind property, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a better alternative to, like you said, the capital gains taxes, all the tax consequences that you're going to, you're going to incur if you're just selling it. And maybe you need to just sell it and realize some of that money and you take those consequences or you get around them in another way. But like you said, man, it's good to know that that 1031 exchange exists. I saw some guy, I can't remember what it was on. It was on the Simpsons. No, no, not this time. It was on uh it was a TikTok or a reel. I don't know. They all got different names. We need to come up with a universal name for a short video. You just did a short what about, a, a, what about a vine? Video. I like a vine. Oh, wait, that's already yeah, been used. See, that's already been used. It's not anymore, but we bring it back. Yeah, we bring let's it bring back. it back. Let's bring the it back. kids have already forgot about it. We bring it back, and it's our thing. What about there weed? Needs to be a, well, can we call it a weed? No, we can't yeah, call, we can it call it a weed. The kids will love that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not when it was. Uh, this guy, was. he called it the 1031 train. I can't remember his name. He made a lot of choo-choo arm motion noises mm. kind of guy, but he was like, you know, you 1031 this property into a bigger property and then that one into a bigger property and that one into a bigger property. And then you die, your kids or whoever inherit it at a stepped up basis. Right. And then you've never paid taxes on your, on any gain in your whole life. Caught it the 1031 train. Man, if that happens to me and my parents do that and I take all this tax free property, you can believe I'm going to be going around going choo choo <laughs> on everybody. What was the wrestler that used to do that? Uh, the tugboat. Tugboat. Yeah. It wasn't a train sound though. It was a tugboat. It was a tugboat. It was a toot toot. That was more of a, you, you misunderstood. You misunderstood. I was doing a choo choo. That's a train sound. Uh, and you're thinking of toot toot, which is clearly I feel like the sound of a tugboat. I feel like he did. He was a huge guy. I feel like tugboat. You know, tugboat ended up being the Shockmaster, too. I'm yeah, almost positive. And then his career took a dive. That's but a very specific wrestling back reference. In his, back in the day, you had tugboat and you had typhoon. And they were fantastic. Or were they the same person? Hmm. Maybe maybe they took Tugboat and they made him Typhoon. Which, which one? And then he got with Earthquake and they were the natural disasters. Uh, this is very important. This is way more important than that. Uh, well, the Earthquake was uh, – what's the Earthquake's name? Because he's passed away. Uh, he was also Golga. I'll tell you, man. Let me do something quick. Let me, mm -hmm. let me check. Let me have our Earthquake, Earthquake was a sumo wrestler. He was an American-born – I think he was the first American-born sumo, some type of – John team. Tenta. John Tenta. Yes, yeah, John Tenta. Yep. Yeah. And he Good was – yeah, I think you're right. I think he was tugboat and then typhoon. No, yeah, I think he, I think they are the same person. You're yeah, right, and yeah. he was tugboat, and that guy's still alive. Yeah, yeah, he is. I saw him. I saw him doing an interview the other day. He's looking 
He doesn't look like he's been on his health journey necessarily, <laughs> but he was always a hardy fellow. You get to a certain age. I think if you're a 300 plus pounder, you get to a certain age. It just you're not gonna. It's gonna get away from you. Yeah, yeah, it's coming for me too. It's at some point. Well, you're you're young. You should keep trying. Nice man. Ice Thanks. Bath. I really appreciate ice bath. it. Ice bath. I'm telling you guys, go do an ice bath and uh and come back and talk to me, man. You're gonna be like, this is stupid. And it sucks. But you, you you bought a special tub. To yeah, do. my buddy, my buddy's got one. Man, uh, I that one. Uh, but uh. Yeah, you fill it with ice and you fill it with water. It's basically it's basically it. a horse trough, isn't it? I've seen these things. Yeah, his is like more of an inflatable deal. Oh, okay. uh, but um, yeah, three minutes, man. You're gonna you lose your you get in and you start hyperventilating right because you can't breathe. But then you get you calm down and then it's cool. You're fine for a while. Then you start getting the tingles. You start getting the prickly tingles. But you just push through it. But you get out. And you have this like rush of euphoria. You feel mm-hmm. good. Your body starts heating up. It's a good thing, man. Now, did you? And did then you, you live? Forever. I was going to ask Joe. Did you do any research on this? I mean, did you? Uh, yeah, there's that? tons of there's there's like a wealth of benefits. When we, mm-hmm. well, I'll get you the benefits. Should you should break, you get man. a medical checkup before you start jumping in ice baths? I mean, I would think. Well, that, I'm not telling anybody to do it. I'm just saying, I, <laughs> okay, this okay. is what I do. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. You know, I don't know that tugboat should go jump into an ice bath necessarily, but uh, I'll get you some stats. I'll give you some some facts that back up these benefits, man. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a short break. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Managing Partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Again, offices conveniently located, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and the new office in Moorhead City. They are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. We're having some fun talking about real estate-related listener questions that have come in. And again, we'll get to more of those coming up on the other side. If you've got a legal situation you're facing and you've got questions, you need answers, you can always call Whitaker and Hamer. Here's the number, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer those questions on a future program. We're back right after this. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, your hosts and also managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices conveniently located for you, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and in Moorhead City. They're practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. Again, legalese, that's what we talk about each and every week. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And again, you know, sometimes referee between Josh and Joe, but we always have fun. But it's a very serious subject on some legal topics. And this week we are on listener questions and they are real estate related josh take it away during the break i think joe was doing some research yeah man i was going to tell you more about ice baths just because i know you're interested but uh so check it out first of all you don't want to get into too cold of water that's the, that's my first caveat because mm-hmm. you can go into you know you can have some some shock going on um you don't want to get into a dangerous body of water either you know and you can actually get some of these benefits, Josh. I know you're sitting here. You're thinking, I don't have a big tub I can put ice into and submerge myself. <laughs> you can just do a cold shower. You can get some of these same benefits. Uh, but uh, gotcha. just to give you a rundown, you're going to have an increase in energy and focus because you're going to have a, a, a big release of epinephrine and norepinephrine, which are very important, according to the scientists. You're going to build some resilience and some grit. It's going gonna, it's gonna to train your mind to be tough, right? Like you're going to be 
more resilient. Uh, it's going to flood you with dopamine. You're going to have this prolonged release of dopamine, which ma that makes you happy, Josh. That's going to keep you feeling real good. And then it's also going to, in the short term, it's going to increase your metabolism because the body's got to burn calories to keep that core body temperature up. So think about all that, man. And all you gotta do is freeze yourself half to death for a few minutes. Right, right. That's all you have to do. I, I, I get you. The uh, well, that's a lot of that's a lot of information. Yeah, a lot to, take to have in. it, man. But uh, you know, you know, I was gonna. We got listener questions going. Most of them have been real estate related. We've kind of gotten off topic a little bit, but uh, the next one I get a, a lot. I was in a. Uh, I was talking to to somebody today. And they own some residential real estate, right? So they own some properties that was not their principal residence. They had some investment property that they rented out. And they owned it in their personal name. And they had insurance in place. They had their landlord policies, that their umbrella policies. They had a bunch of insurance, but it was in their personal names. And they had had a scare uh, where a visitor on one of those rental properties had been injured. Hmm. And they had gotten a letter from the uh, the personal injury attorney, you know, one of the attorneys on on TV uh, saying, hey, this person had been hurt on your property. And what are you going to do about it? How are you going to how are you going to make us whole? And so, you know, that gets back. This gets us back to an age old question. This person has insurance. I, I don't think this visitor was hurt. He might not even have any liability to this person, but it was enough to make us think about that. Should you have residential properties that you rent in your personal name it's a great question man and when i have that conversation when that question comes up when i have that conversation with somebody i try to figure out how risk adverse that person is right i know how risk adverse i am you know i see the bad things when they happen that's what attorneys see people come to us with either they either come to us with problems or they come to us to try to avoid problems in the future and so I sit down with with a lot of folks where um, I remember we had a consult a long time ago where uh, someone was going to be liable for a wrongful death. Right. Somebody was going to be liable. I don't remember the specifics. I don't know if it was a car accident or or what have you. But basically somebody through their negligence had killed had they, their negligence had led to the death of another person and they were going to be liable um, in their personal name, not in a business, not in a not in a trust their personal name, their personal assets were on the line. They didn't have enough insurance. They had what they thought was a healthy insurance policy. It wasn't going to be enough to cover the damages. So they were, you know, that's, that's the bad situation. And it doesn't happen every day, uh, but it happens. And, and, and we see that. So I'm not very risk adverse. When we have legal ways to reduce your potential liability for bad things when they happen, I'm always going to vote for doing those things. Yeah, that's going to be my vote too, man. You've, you've seen it enough times. And to me, it's always like cost-benefit analysis. And especially with something like forming an LLC and, and deeding property into it, you're not talking about a substantial cost. And if you've, especially if you've got, you know, investment properties of some sort, you are, you've got the wherewithal and you've got, you know, the you've got these properties, right? So how much more cost is it really to just go ahead and take the additional step of forming an LLC, getting the the added protection you're going to have where again, like you said, the, the, your personal, you don't want to be personally liable. So you form this entity, you shield yourself from some liability. Um, 
And it's always, to me, I'm always going to recommend that. And, you know, that doesn't, that's not to say you have to do it. You don't have to do it. But you, you also are going to have some additional exposure. Whether, whether anything ever happens or not, I'd say you were more exposed in that scenario. And like you said, man, we've seen it go south so many times. We're always going to make that recommendation. Like, hey, this is what can happen. we got to tell you the bad things that can happen. And that's like basically the only things we ever hear about. I had a I had a client who was uh, north of north of seventy. He wasn't you know he was he was up there, but he wasn't he wasn't um, hundred one, right? Yeah. And we were doing some we were trying to help him do some estate planning, and he had inherited some rental properties from from his folks, and I don't know he had like he had a lot, you know he had like fifteen or twenty rental properties. He got on that uh, that choo choo train. No, he didn't. <laughs> and they were all in his personal name, and he had never had a problem. Right. He had insurance in place. He had never been sued. He had never got the scary letter from somebody saying he was negligent and caused injury or death. And uh, he had done it in his personal name the whole time. He wasn't going to change. And uh, it worked for him. Right. It, 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 he beat the odds. Nothing bad happened. That sounds like a really happy story, man. <laughs> I guess it is. Thank you for sharing that. But, um, but, but we see him all the time. We see him all the time. Uh, the bad things that could happen. Just like making a trust is, you know, you've got legal fees, there are costs involved, so it's not free, right? But, you know, creating an LLC, creating a corporation and deeding your residential rental properties is a way that you can really protect your, your personal assets. You still keep insurance in place. You still have that, that, that layer of protection, but it just gives you another layer. Um, and it ain't going to make you go broke, man. You know, like you're not talking about the most astronomical. I mean, no matter who the attorney is, you know, even with varied prices. Doing that is is a negligible cost in comparison to having something go wrong and right. you're personally liable. Yeah, it's it's definitely no more expensive than insurance, right? So if you own a house free and clear, right? If you don't have a mortgage lender, no one's gonna make you get insurance. You get insurance because, you know, I don't know, you pay a thousand or two a year and then that you're covered. So if the house burns down to the ground, you're gonna be covered for your loss. So that's just the cost of doing business at that point. It's just something that's smart to do and an LLC doesn't cost nearly that much, you know, creating a corporate structure, getting your, your things protected. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it just makes sense a lot of times and it's not, you can have mortgages on the properties in your personal names and still get these things moved over to trust, get these things moved over these assets over to LLCs and protect them. Cause there's a lot of people out there who are looking for ways to get money out of you. Oh Yeah. They're looking, man. You know, we've had I've had a call this week where a tenant's dog bit someone and an owner was concerned about what potential liability they may have. You know, we've had the call where um, somebody was threatening to sue because they didn't uh, were going to accommodate uh, a certain animal, you know, and they were looking at a, maybe a discrimination lawsuit or a lot of animal calls this week, man. Are you going to be the Dr. <laughs> Doolittle attorney from now on? But, but we get those calls. And so for me and, and me and Joseph, those aren't some far-fetched thing that doesn't happen very often. They happen every day, <laughs> all the time. To me, every dog, is gonna, <laughs> every dog I see is going to bite me. And, and uh, it's a nightmare that I live in. Uh, but again, you know, and, and I get it. A lot of people, you know, when you first get into maybe like real estate and, and you get that first property, your margins are really razor thin, you, you know, attorney's fees, no one's going to make you organize an LLC. No one's, you know, it, but, but it's still something to think about. It's way easier to do it in the beginning 
A, because you can just add properties to the LLC too, right? Like you don't have to sit here and create. And maybe maybe you have reasons for creating a separate LLC for every investment property. We could do that too. But most likely you're going to create a holding company and you're going to you're going to structure it the right way. And then you're just going to keep dumping properties into it and you're going to get rich and then you're going to get your yacht and then you're going to call us yeah. on our hotline. <laughs> and then we're going to all live happily ever after, man, on your yacht. The uh, Yeah. And, and again, multiple LLCs for properties, depending on how much equity you have in each property, you know, it's, it's something to look at. And you can, again, bring in this trust feature where trust can own the membership. I like that, I like that callback you did there, man. <laughs> Tying it all together, putting a bow on it. But it, it all, it, you know, they're all strategies. And, and you don't, you know, we're not the kind of attorneys that are going to sell anyone on overkill. You definitely don't have to go uh, do everything, you know, 110%. We just look at what risk is out there and how do you, how do you plan to, to avoid the bad stuff happening? Or if it's going to happen, you're at least prepared. You're as prepared as you can be when things go south. Well, being prepared, very, very important. We are talking real estate, listener questions that come in. You are listening to The Outlaw Lawyers. Your hosts are Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. They are the managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, the power behind this program. They also are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Their offices are conveniently located, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now in Moorhead City. If you are facing a legal situation, you've got questions, you need some answers, you can always call Whitaker and Hamer, 800 659 1186. That's 800 659 1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch with you. And you can always email the show and we'll answer your questions on a future program. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back right after this to wrap it up. Welcome back in. Final segment, The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Again, Whitaker and Hamer, the power behind the program. Josh and Joe, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located almost everywhere. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now down at the coast, Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We have been tackling real estate-related listener questions. Back to you, Josh and Joe. Yeah, yeah. So we got through we got through a lot of stuff, a lot of weighty, uh, heavy stuff. Trust. We talked about what there was, I, I said wrongful death once or twice. Yeah, we talked about uh, dogs biting people. We've had to take breaks. Joe's over here wolfing down some chickens. Yeah, you know, I mentioned I was real depressed. I came in here; it was dark. I was staring at this brick wall. My life was spiraling, and I was hungry too, man. I didn't mention that, but I DoorDash food about halfway through. You may not realize this. I've been eating this chicken the entire time. <laughs> I've, e I've eaten an entire chicken since we started the show. And my I feel so much better right now, man. It, it can't even be described, the euphoria I have from this chicken that I've devoured. Well, I want to, you know, as attorneys, we like I said, I, I said this a little bit earlier, we deal with people's problems or we help people plan around potential problems. That's what we do. And so we do a lot of estate planning. We talk about death. We talk about... Uh, things that, that most people do not have to talk about on a daily basis. So me and Joe get a little desensitized uh, day to day uh, doing doing our job, doing what we what we like to do, what we love to do. I didn't want to take a minute to mention, uh, you know, we had uh, I've reached that age. I don't feel like I'm that old, but I've reached that age where unfortunately, you know, some folks that we 
grow up with, right? Some folks we know from college or some folks we know from law school uh, pass away. And uh, this week, uh, a guy that I went to law school with, who was a, a lawyer and a, and a former judge in Johnson and Harnett County, Mr. Uh, Charles Bullock uh, passed away. Um, he had been fighting cancer. And uh, I just wanted to take a minute uh, to say that his family and, uh, and, and, and law firm and folks he practices with, they're all in our our thoughts and prayers and he will he will be missed um but he was definitely he's one of those guys you know in a community that you you miss when they're not there you almost don't think about them when they're there they they're doing what they're supposed to they're you know contributing to the community doing volunteer stuff heavily involved in their kids lives and you almost i don't think i talked to i don't i don't think i talked to charlie in a couple years i saw him in the courthouse a year or two ago uh, but they're out there doing what they're supposed to do and, and you just expect them to be there and then they're not. And, um, that's, you just, you don't even think about it till they're not there anymore. But when you lose somebody like that, especially at a young age, I think he was 51, um, just tough to take, but for the folks that knew him, um, uh, you know, we're thinking about him here at the, at the show and, and at our firm, but, uh, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things you have to think about, man. It's, um, it could be any of us tomorrow. You're not, <laughs> I feel like I'm being very depressing. You're not guaranteed yeah. your next day. So, you you know, if you got kids there, spend time with them. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go to work, hopefully you're in a, you're, you're, you're in a, in a spot where you, you like to go to work, right? If you don't change it, right. If there's something you don't like about your life, you can change it, right. That's something that I realized a long time ago. If there's something you don't like, you're the only one who can change it, right? No one else is going to change it for you. Usually, I guess that could happen. This has been a roller coaster. Of <laughs> you know, I went low and I, I got on that chicken high and I'm back. I'm back down, man. But not to make light at all, man. Like you said, very serious, but also very like it's true, man. You don't want to be too heavy. We don't want to be too heavy. I think we see a lot of heavy stuff. And that's a, one of the reasons we like to keep it light. Well, and, and you guys, just to jump in, it really makes you think about you know your own bigger picture and, um, you know, making sure that, you know, you have all of your affairs in order. I know it's kind of weird to think about it when you're in your 40s and your 50s because you feel like you're going to live forever, uh, but we're not. And I tell you, you, you really need to be thinking about, um, you know, legacy, your family and enjoying every day. And I and, and again, I mean, we, we usually have a lot of fun on this program. But I tell you, the serious topic of just life itself, when you lose a friend like that, it really starts to make you think about, you know, your own life and how you're handling things. And you talk about, you know, work life balance, your legacy and you know, I had had someone else I know, even younger, 39 years old, passed away unexpectedly. And, and a buddy of mine, actually, he's got a social media presence and he put out a video that was actually I thought was pretty profound where, you know, he worked with this guy and guy was super well liked, loved by everyone. Everyone thought great of him. Everyone, you know, it hits everybody. They're very upset when it happens. And, and this guy was was fairly high up in this company. And he was like, next, that literally that day, you come in, you find out about it, and they're having a meeting talking about who's going to replace him. And, uh, you know, you think about that and you think about what, what really is important because, you know, the majority, a lot of the world's going to move on, you know, no matter how much they like you. Yeah. And um, putting, pouring yourself in, and I'm not saying quit your job <laughs> man, and just go spend time with your family, but I'm saying think about what matters, think about what's important, put the emphasis on what matters. Don't sweat the small stuff, man. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, we all, you know, me and Joseph, we have, we have wives, we have children. You've got to, you've got to take care of your family. But you know, you should not hate your your job, right? You should not, you know, you you are the one who can kind of control where you're at, and you're you're just not going to be here forever. When we do estate planning, that's one of the things. Are we planning? You know, for someone to be passed, you know, you could pass away. I could pass away today at 47 or I could pass away at 103, right? Uh, two, 207, brother. <laughs> so I can see it. So estate planning is always a tricky, you know, that's why people, you review your estate plan every year or two as often as you can. You know, I think the attorneys would say one year, every year, review your life insurance, review your estate plan, review your investments, you know, because you, you just never know. Uh, you never know when that can happen. And, um, and in the meantime, live it up, man, live it up. Enjoy your life. Life is short. Yeah. I don't think we're, I don't think we're supposed to be here to, to suffer. You know, I think, I think we're supposed a to a little bit suffer some the ice bath, do that, do that thing. <laughs> but you're, we're here to, to, to make the most of it. I think we're really here. I listen to a lot of hillbilly Jim. I'm a big outlaw country fan on Sirius XM. I don't All know right. if you've ever listened to hillbilly Jim's I, moonshine man. No, but I'll, I'll, I'll go do that. Oh, I love it, man. Nice product it. plug. Nice. I like yeah, it. I, yeah. Hillbilly Jim, the, the big, <laughs> the big money hillbilly Jim show has not paid me to plug that show, but I like it. But at the end, <laughs> you know, he always basically says, you know, we're not here for a long time. We're here for, for a good time, but you're here uh, to enjoy your family, to enjoy your friends, to be uh, productive, to, mm. to be happy. And if you're not, you're the only one who can change it. That really isn't legal advice. Uh, it's just something I've been thinking it's about all week. just life advice, man. Yeah. And it's good life advice, too. I'm undepressed again. You've there you go. Good. There you go. You've done it. Well said. Well said, gentlemen. All right. The Outlaw Lawyers, another edition in the books. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. If you're facing a legal situation, you've got questions about your own, uh, well, what's going to happen, you can always call the firm, Whitaker and Hamer, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and attorney will be in touch and as always you can email the show we'll answer it on a future program again that's questions at theoutlawlawyer.com for josh whitaker and joe hamer i'm morgan patrick we'll see you on the radio next week hosted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on the show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of this show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney licensed in the state in which you live had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of this show, contact us directly.